right, let's do this thing. Okay. Welcome to this episode of the podcast, Guess What You're Gonna Hate. I'm Kate. And I'm Janine. And I'm Kate. And that's confusing. And this is a podcast <laughs> about exposing someone to the very worst and sometimes best, but mostly worst pop culture of the 2000s. So we have a guest today. Her name is also Kate, but her voice does not sound like, I don't know, like the underside of a mower. So I hopefully you guys can <laughs> figure it out who's who. <laughs> Welcome, Kate. It's nice to have you on. Hello. Lovely to be here. Thanks so much for having me. So, Kate, you are one part of the Subverted Tropes podcast. Do you want to let our audience know a little bit more about your podcast, what you do? Yeah, for sure. Subverted Tropes is a wild breakaway uh, podcast that discusses uh, media nobody else has ever discussed in a podcast. We talk about movies. (laughs) What? I know. It's crazy. I've never even been to a movie. (laughs) Oh, this this is going to be an awkward record. (laughs) My partner, Daniel Spencer, will generally do most of the, like, uh, we'll pick a movie. He'll do research into the production of it. We'll talk about it. I make a bunch of dumb jokes. Then we watch it. We go back and kind of dissect the things that made up that movie. So tropes and, you know, we found a lot of really problematic stuff, which is uh, a lot less funny than we were originally intending when we started the (laughs) podcast. That's always what happens. Like when you're watching something, I don't remember this being so like terrible. Not in the way I thought it would be terrible, but like actually offensive and awful. <laughs> like, it's like why is why why are they sexually harassing every female character? <laughs> what was 2006? Why why are there no people of color at all anywhere? Yeah, Ugh. I actually was a guest on your podcast not too long ago. We you did. were. Not Another Teen Movie, which is a 2000s movie, so all of y'all who enjoy listening to my commentary on awful 2000s comedy will love that one, because we also discuss, like, what a trope is and how this movie actually does a pretty good job in addressing them, but is still terrible, so. Yeah, it's a great episode. And if you love podcasts where you don't have to listen to me talk, you'll (laughs) really enjoy that. (laughs) They can just listen to our podcast if they don't want to listen to you talk. To be fair, I am gone a lot. (laughs) I'm always just, like, stressed and busy. I'm like, I'm trying to move out. And they're like, didn't you just move two months ago? And I'm like, what about it? (laughs) It's awful. So, Kate, you decided to choose the movie Mean Girls. Do you want to let us know a little bit why you chose this movie? Yeah. I I grew up absolutely worshipping Tina Fey. She she is my... But my long lost, uh, not mother, that would be weird, but my my long lost uh, mentor that I never got. Cool aunt. Hey, I mean, all the cool kids say mom to female celebrities now. You could could do that. And drag queens. It's true. And I'm sure that doesn't have a hard effect on the aging women of Hollywood at all. That can't be (laughs) weird for them. But also, the thing about Meet Girls is that the characters the main characters in this movie are juniors in high school and it was this was released when i was a junior in high school so it's like tina fey wrote a movie about not my life but you know too too close to my life for it to not be really relevant (laughs) i totally understand this movie came out when i was like 13 and i saw it in theaters with a friend and i remember being very scandalized (laughs) yeah i was about to say the same thing as like this movie came out the year i turned 13 and it was like my first PG-13 movie I'd ever seen. And yeah, same. This movie earned in theaters, at least. its PG-13 rating. Like, let's just say that. Oh, like, yeah. It skirts the line of PG-13 all the way through. 
I like remember thinking like I looked at like my friend's mom and just being like, she's letting me watch this. <laughs> she she paid for a ticket to for me to go see. It was like a girl's birthday party and we all went and saw Mean Girls. <laughs> and I thought it was rated R. I have like a lot of stories about movies being PG thirteen that I watched as like a kid that I remember thinking were R at the time and being like, why is anyone letting me watch this? <laughs> yeah. Uh... I asked my husband, because I remember something specifically, like, he mentioned to me once that he had a story about Mean Girls, and he watched this movie in eighth grade English class. What? Okay. Yes. His teacher showed this to a classroom of eighth graders. It's like, it's a hell of a way to introduce, like, the concept of high school cliques and drama. Yeah. Wait, that's the reason they sh- they showed it? I mean, I have no clue why they watched it. He even said at the <laughs> end, his teacher was like... I didn't know they'd talk this much about sluts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I didn't... So <laughs> I think every millennial has a story about when they watched Mean Girls and how they experienced it. It's a very interesting movie that way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I guess it's kind of like our cumulative coming out story. Like, oh, this coming like, of age. This guy Not coming s- out, sorry. <laughs> our coming out story. <laughs> oh, man. This guy I've been seeing told me yesterday he's never seen Mean Girls. What? Now you have to watch it. Goodness. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, do you do you want to watch it? And he was like, not right now. <laughs> no. I was like, wait, but it's important. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I was surprised like rewatching it for this episode, how many of those quotes have just permeated every part of culture since it came out. Like, oh yeah, pretty much every scene had a quotable line from it, and I think it's funny because you know. We often watch bad shows and movies on this podcast, but I don't really think in any way this movie is bad. Like, it's got a great plot, a great structure to it. The, I mean, I I really just think it's a good movie. Lindsay Lohan at her peak. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tina Fey in a a multicolored vest. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Amy Poehler with fake breasts. Yep. Super good. Um... (laughs) A dog chewing on said fake breaths. Amazing. Terrible. But awful. I hated that. The worst. The, the fucking... That's when I started feeling, like, real weird in this movie as a child. I was like, I don't know if I should... I don't know if I should be... What? Mrs. Mrs. Lawrence? Should I be here? <laughs> Do you guys want to just launch into it? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. This movie opens... It's actually a pretty nice shot because it opens up with, like, a POV angle of... No one... Like, stop that. Up. What? It's cool. It opens up with a POV angle with her looking up at these parents and they do it like from a low angle. So you think she's like five or six going to kindergarten, but then it pans out and she's just sitting on a like on the stairs looking up at her parents. And it's like, oh, actually, you know, Lindsay Lohan, this is my first day at school, but I was homeschooled for most of my life because her parents were, I think, zoologists, anthropologists and who were spending most of their time doing research in Africa. So that's our introduction to Katie and her parents, whose names I don't remember, but the dad was the janitor in Scrubs. And the mom is, um, is like, uh... Anna Gosteyer. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say, um, I get her and Catherine Hahn mixed up. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, she's also, she plays a character in Lady Dynamite. Um, she plays the agent in Lady Dynamite. It's really good. I haven't watched Lady Dynamite. I know I should, yeah. but then I just, like, rewatch episodes of Chopped, and then I go to bed. <laughs> Uh, just because just I'm that kind of person, her parents actually don't have names. They're just Katie's mom and Katie's dad. Wow. Okay. If you look at, um, <laughs> if you look at, uh, what's it called? I mean, they have names if you look on Wikipedia. Do they? 
They are apparently, and this is just Wikipedia, so that's not true, but apparently named <laughs> Betsy and Chip. Oh, well, that, that sounds like very good names for them. If you look at them, I'm like, yeah, I could see that. That's Betsy. That's a Chip. Chip yeah. was the name of my, when I adopted my dog, that was his shelter name. Yeah. <laughs> but he's Andy now. <laughs> I loved how there is so much foreshadowing in this movie that I didn't catch the first time I watched it because in Katie's introduction to the high school, when she walks up, she stumbles back. Because a bus, like, speeds past her. Mm -hmm. Which, like, you would think that buses would not be allowed to speed right next to the school, but okay. Just to, like, rip the band-aid off now, I don't care about spoilers, this movie is ten years old. If you haven't watched it by now, like, what are you even doing? Yeah, if you haven't watched Mean Girls, listen, Riley, I know you're listening to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Get it together. (laughs) Watch Mean Girls. I offered to watch it with you. (laughs) A character gets hit by a bus at the end of the movie. And there are lots of references to that moment as the movie goes on. So just, you know, keep an eye, look out for that. I think I counted like five references and they were all like, oh, that's great because I didn't notice these the first time around. (laughs) There's like this scene that I think is in every high school movie where the main character has to walk up to the school and it shows like all the different cliques hanging outside the school. Now, I didn't go to public school. I went to private school and it was stupid and awful, but... Did that happen? Like, did you guys walk to your school and just see people out there, like, in perfect little click combinations? No. Uh, I would say yes. There was definitely, you know, like, territories. They were all outside the front of my school. But the thing of it was is that I never showed up early enough to actually hang out with my friends. <laughs> and I always went in the side back door. So I avoided all of that as much as humanly possible. There wasn't really a front to my high school because my high school was like nine buildings. <laughs> I'm I'm like exaggerating. It was like seven buildings. <laughs> so it's just Still like a lot. this giant. No, I know it's just this giant campus where like there were like places in between the buildings, but there wasn't really a front besides like a bus oval. And like if you hung out in the bus oval, you got yelled at. So <laughs> and like everyone else, uh. Didn't really get it to, I mean, yeah. I I didn't go to school early enough for that, because, like, fuck being early for school. You already have to be there at, like, seven. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you, uh, tell you Kate, um, well, Kate's. The, the Kate that I co-host with, I know you haven't heard of Kate Harlow, but um, I, have I told you what my senior superlative was? No. It was always late. So I definitely I definitely relate to you guys because I was never on time for school. <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't late. I just didn't get there early. Well, I was late. Let's just be real here. I have a sew on patch on my jacket that has a bird like with a worm and it just says never late. <laughs> <laughs> Can't relate. Can't, cannot relate. <laughs> like I since I moved here, I've been like a couple minutes late to places sometimes because just like the train and I'm, I don't have like control of my destiny anymore because of the train. <laughs> and it, I get to somewhere I'm like, I get somewhere at like 6.03. I'm supposed to be there at 6. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so late. And they're like, it's it's 6.03. And I'm like, I know it's, it's three minutes too late. I should have been here 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Stresses me out. <laughs> wow, I can't relate to that at all. So any. <laughs> Anyway, Katie gets into school, and you're basically the only class that's ever really focused on, aside from health class, is the math class with Tina Fey, Miss Norbury. I mean, there's not really a lot of, like, plot stuff to pick up from here, except for that this is the introduction to Janice and Damien. So good. Basically the two people that Katie hangs out with the most. And Janice is kind of like an alternative. I don't don't think she's goth, 
Uh, I guess maybe like grunge, maybe. She's like 2004 goth. Yeah, I could see that. She does have dark black hair. She's got that, that like Amy Lee bullshit going on. Yeah. 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 And Damien is like, I think it's kind of fun because he is like, is it confirmed that he's gay or is he just like, Oh, yes. Yeah, he's gay. Okay. I just want to make yeah. sure because they don't, they don't really like specifically say, but I mean like he's definitely, you know that he's a gay He's too character. gay to function. Yeah. He's too it's, gay to function. Too gay to function. Uh, and specifically calls... Katie's uh, love interest, Man Candy, uh, uses the ladies' restroom. Yeah. He's, like, in the girls' bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So that's our two characters there. And so they kind of decide to take Katie under their wing and introduce her to, like, what high school is like. And they actually encourage her to, like, skip class. And there's this iconic scene where it's like, well... It's not even, like, encouraging her to skip class. They just trick her into skipping class. That's true. And she goes, I guess I'll never know what I missed on that first day of health class. It does a jump cut to the health class. And I guess I'll never they have know that just fantastic, iconic class. line. Don't, Don't have, have sex. Because you, you will get pregnant. pregnant and, and die. die. <laughs> Don't have sex in the missionary and position. Don't okay, have now sex everybody grab up. a rubber. That was that's actually kind of when I was like I don't know if I should be watching this movie you guys. Yeah, I, I remember that I was like mm, no. Uh. Mrs. Lawrence, Mrs. Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> so then we're introduced to this clique called the Plastics, which consists of Karen Smith, Gretchen Wieners, and Regina George. Even if you haven't watched this movie, you probably know most of these quotes. Like, for example, that's, that's why, why her hair is so big. So big. It's, it's full of secrets. secrets. Or, how do I, I even begin, begin to explain Regina George? That launches into, like, a whole One thing. She punched, she punched me in, in the face, face once. <laughs> it was, it was awesome. awesome. So good. She, she does, does car commercials. commercials. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that John Stamos sat next to her on a plane once, and he oh, told her she was pretty. pretty. <laughs> Janice draws this, like... As I was watching, it's like it's a super detailed map mm-hmm. of the school and where people sit, and she is like an artist. I'm like, does she have a gi- so. does she have a drafting degree? Because it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's like really good. It's like and it's all like laid out perfectly. It's like wow, why are we just getting a glimpse of this? Because I would love to see like this full thing. And it talks about all the different cliques in the school. Like, I mean. There's so many quotable lines from this, but the line, it goes, you've got your freshmen, ROTC guys, preps, JV jocks, Asian nerds, cool Asians, varsity jocks, unfriendly black hotties, girls who eat their feelings, girls who don't eat anything, desperate wannabes, burnouts, sexually active band geeks, the greatest people you will ever meet, and the worst. And the worst. worst. Beware of the plastic. Uh, Did you guys have cliques at your school? I mean, yeah, but like not super. I mean, it was mostly just like popular kids and then everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and no, the fucking drama kids. The fuck those, and the fucking debate kids. <laughs> fuck the debate kids. I, Why are the debate kids the worst? I I was on debate team once. <laughs> oh, shit. But were, you, but were you a debate kid? Uh, only in that I was on the team, and my team was on TV for a national debate. Ew. Like, like, that's fine. No, I'm talking about the debate kids who only hang out with the other debate kids and they're always just, like, wanting to start a fight with you. But it's a verbal fight, which is, like, annoying because, like, I knew I could punch one of them out. <laughs> <laughs> there were definitely cliques in my high school. I didn't really ascribe to any one of them, which is probably why I never really fit in with any of them. Yeah. I was the same way. I was definitely, I was in at least two school plays, which did not go well for me because I hadn't put in the time, quote unquote, you know, being in the background from my freshman year. So when I showed up junior year and was given, like, the front of the dance team, that did not go well for me. (laughs) I did the debate club one year. Uh, I started an American Sign Language club that I never actually went to. (laughs) Um, 
Just like the leader in Absentia or whatever. Basically. That's pretty much that was pretty much my high school. <laughs> my my high school club was me going to work every day after school. <laughs> my high school club was uh the Japanese club. So let's not oh, revisit you... that. Let's throw it away. Um, <laughs> just, just throw that in the garbage with everything garbage. else about just your get, personality yeah, in high just get school. Get rid of that. We didn't really have cliques because I mean we were all, all private school students, so we had to wear uniforms, and all of us were terrible. So we mostly got divided by friend groups, like who was friends, like you kind of said, like the popular kids and everybody else, but like. Even if you were popular, you were still only popular among, like, private school students, so nobody cares. So, like... So there were, like, six of you. Yeah, we're all still wearing the same disgusting uniforms as everybody else, and we all look awful, so whatever. See, I got to be cool and wear the same pair of gross Converse every day. <laughs> <laughs> we did get to pick our shoes, so I also wore gross Converse all day. Thank God. I mean, are, are you really a 16-year-old girl if you're not wearing gross Converse? <laughs> that you've drawn all over? That you've drawn all over and you're bad at drawing. Stupid. <laughs> Those shoes were expensive, Kate. <laughs> that was me admonishing myself, not you. <laughs> I mean, they were expensive, but I had several pairs. Oh, yeah. I actually just threw out my last pair of Converse's. I, I looked at them and I was like, these are like unrecognizable as a pair of shoes. And I never wear them because they were never comfortable to begin with. So... I just, I finally threw them away. It was hard. It was hard to do. I have a pair that has several holes in them. Uh, I can't bring myself to throw them out just yet. But <laughs> those aside, I still have at least three other wearable pairs. <laughs> I threw mine away um, a couple years ago after I stopped working at the pharmacy because they were my, like, work shoes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not fucking working in a pharmacy again. So I just threw in a dumpster. <laughs> oh. Those sound like terrible shoes to wear on your feet all day. Oh, no, they were actually the most comfortable shoes I had. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah I, I always wear them for any job where I was on my feet all the time. Yeah, there's like a it's like weird because you, you can either you either can wear them for like nine hours on a stretch and standing and you feel fine or you can wear them for like 25 minutes and you want to die and there's no in between. I always got yeah. blisters wearing them. So you're the so. you're the 25 minutes. So. Yeah. I also had wide feet, though. So, like, all of mine would get holes at their yeah. pinky toes, which is like, why oh. am I still buying these? But those I would eventually get that. I mean, my feet aren't that wide, but I would eventually get that. But that was after, like, years of, like, me abusing them and like wearing them to work every day. <laughs> so Katie yeah. ends up sitting with the plastics. <laughs> I realize we have to get back to this movie. Katie, Katie <laughs> sits, sits with the plastics. And there are also some, like more iconic lines like so you agree you think you're really pretty pretty. or if you're from africa why Why are are you you white white? oh my god karen you can't just ask why someone's white this line got quoted to me all the time because my mom is from south africa uh janice when she finds out that katie has kind of been taken under the wing of the plastics as well she encourages them to sit with the plastics the rest of the week like she was invited to katie's like do you hate regina george like what's this about and she uh, you know, vehemently denies that she is, but you know that's kind of like the whole part point of the movie is that Janice hates them. Uh, <laughs> there's like a lot of that goes on in this movie, but also like none of it's super important. Like in yeah, the- like all you gotta know, really, you can you can really just like distill this movie down into um, a weird girl from Africa comes to the school. She makes some weird friends. She gets adopted by a cool group. She starts to fuck with them. And then, like, she gets found out and everyone hates her. She pushes someone in front of a bus and then she gets to be prom queen. But she doesn't. She doesn't push her in front <laughs> no, of the bus. I know. I know. It's huge. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm going to vote for George. Regina George because she, she got, got hit, hit by, by the bus. bus. I'm going to vote for Katie Heron because she pushed her. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. And there's a lot of, like, 
there's a lot of really good scenes in the movie, and they're all inherently quotable. What if you just, like, tried to look at this movie through, like, the lens of, like, Katie, but you're, like, you're just, like, she's an unreliable narrator. She probably did push Regina George in front of that bus. That's true. She She's trying did. to steal her girl, that girl's boyfriend. I mean, at the end of the movie, she daydreams about the new group of plastics getting hit by a bus. And then just says, just kidding. And it's like, you can't daydream about people getting hit by a bus, Katie. People you don't know? That is sociopathic. <laughs> well, but she's she's judging them based solely on appearance. So obviously yeah. they deserve that judgment. Yeah. It's 2004. If you're wearing a miniskirt, you're wrong. <laughs> so, like, at a certain point, Katie is, like, kind of enjoying her time with the plastics. But she finally turns on Regina when... She had kind of been, like, flirting with Regina's ex-boyfriend, Aaron Samuels, and Regina said she would talk to Aaron for her, but instead Regina makes out with him at the Halloween party they're at, and she storms out and decides this is why she has to take Regina down. Making out is a kind of talking. Yeah, that, that's true. Talking with your tongues. I mean, I guess it's how you normally talk. <laughs> so, whatever. <laughs> Ooh, I hated that. Thanks, I hate it. So, they make up, like, a three-step plan to destroy her by, quote-unquote, cutting off her resources, which includes... Uh, getting rid of her army of skanks, getting rid of the army of skanks, getting rid of her hot body and getting rid of her boyfriend, quote unquote, hot body. Yeah. Damien and Janice are like hanging out at Katie's house and he finds a, a box of these like nutrition bars, which she says were actually They're calteen bars. Yeah. Calteen bars. They're meant to make like the kids that they saw in Africa actually gain weight. And she lies to Regina and says that they are like a diet bar with, and Regina's like, Oh, do they have like Fendermine in them? And it's like, Ephedrine? Sure. <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. I can't read the. I mean, just, it's just burn up all your carbs. Yeah, it, you just you just burn carbs, and she goes on. So an like, you just like diet. collect water weight, and then like you'll drop five pounds like that. <laughs> oh man, can we talk about the dress store she goes in? Do you remember that? Uh, part? Um, 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 one three five. Yeah, and they only. Mm-hmm. Or wait, is it three five seven? No, it's one wait. three five. It's one okay. three five. They only carry sizes one, three, and five. Which are junior sizes, which I think are really fun. Which thing is really funny. Yeah, and they even say like when she can't fit into it because she's basically eating like I think they say five thousand calories a day on these Something bars. Like that. She can't fit in the five, and so like I've never been a size five in my life. Like <laughs> so, like watching this, especially as like a teenager, and it's like then the lady goes, "Why don't you try Sears?" And it was like, Ugh. "Sears, <laughs> yeah, go try Sears." That's <laughs> <laughs> oh. so. That's so it's terrible. So, like, it's, it's funny to me sometimes when you watch shows and it's like, they'll be like, oh, this character got so fat. Or it's like so awful. Like when they talk about Andy from Parks and Rec being super fat. And it's like, yeah, that's fat. <laughs> it's like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> At least like Andy from Parks and Rec is like a little chunky. Mm-hmm. It's not like when like they show, um, <laughs> when they show Regina later in the movie and she's wearing like that velour sweatsuit and they're like and that girl's like move fat ass and I'm just yeah. like she's still a f- she's still Rachel McAdams <laughs> yeah yeah but I mean I guess it's the whole point about high school like they even have that one scene where all of the plastics are like picking at different parts about themselves that they don't like like mm-hmm. one of them's like my hairline Those is in a weird my nail but suck. suck yeah <laughs> I get like, bad I breath in the morning really sometimes. bad breath in the morning so <laughs> ew <laughs> I know we talk about how this movie is, like, inherently quotable. What was your favorite quote, either now or, like, when you watched it? Hmm. That's hard to say. And it, it's like, like, when I when I went back and watched it myself, it's, it. Yeah, I know 
Like, I'm very conscious of how saturated our pop culture is in it, even to the point now where people are, like, quoting it and not knowing what they're quoting anymore. Mm -hmm. But I had forgotten that I literally know the entire movie word for word. (laughs) To to the point where I was even a little bit impressed with myself. It's like, oh, okay, well, I have some scholastic aptitude, not for anything that I'm going to get, you know, a degree for, but I know every word. Could you imagine the university that would let you get a degree in Bean Girls? It would be awful. You know, it's probably that university from that uh, from the Debs movie. Yeah, it's just like you just like take an aptitude test, and it's like I heard I hear you like Mean Girls. <laughs> now, um, my favorite quote, which is something I also have memorized, um, is just the entirety of Kevin G's rap. <laughs> you you yes. have that memorized? Oh, of course I do. Can you can you show it to us? Okay, 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 okay. Okay, so it's like, yo, yo, yo. And so he gets started and it's like, all you sucker MCs and got nothing on me for my grades in the lines. You can't touch Kevin G. I'm a mathlete. The nerd is inferred, but forget what you heard. I like James Bond III. Just shaking, not scared. I'm having to pour. The G is silent when I sneak in your door. I'm making love to your woman on the bathroom floor. I don't play it like Shaggy. You'll know it was me because the next time you see it, she'll be like, oh, Kevin G. And then, and then uh, you know, Mr. Duvall is like, that's enough, Kevin. <laughs> Why? And he goes, happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> Why do you have this memorized? Because <laughs> I have seen Mean Girls a lot. And it's one of the best parts of the movie. That is a good part. My favorite part about that is that Tina Fey and Amy Poehler actually had to coach that actor on how to rap. Wow. <laughs> because he didn't know how, but the two of them did. Well, they were older than he was. They had more time to learn. <laughs> but yeah. Great, great part of that movie. Best part of that movie, honestly. And just like when at the end, he's just like, like you wait, she's like, you Lebanese, or <laughs> whatever he says to her. I don't remember what he says exactly. And she, or like, you, like, I don't know. He's just like, he's only into women of color. <laughs> yeah. My favorite yeah. quote is probably when Gretchen Wieners is, because at one point when Katie is trying to break down the quote unquote army of skanks, she decides to kind of act on Gretchen Wieners, uh, basically just biggest insecurities, which is whether or not Regina actually likes her. And the way she does this is by using candy grams and like giving out candy grams to like herself, like from Regina George and like other people. But, uh, and the person goes, of course, um, uh, and none for Gretchen Wieners. Bye. And, and then that part, that's not my favorite quote. My favorite quote is when she's breaking down basically and does this long rant about why Caesar deserves to be stabbed. We should all stab Caesar. Yeah. Bruce was just as cute as Caesar. Bruce was just as nice as Caesar. (laughs) I had these pair of white gold hoops, and then Regina said that hoops were her things. So I had to, like, tell my parents that I didn't like them, and it was so sad. He's just like, yeah, no. The more I think about it, I'm like, well, maybe I also have this movie memorized line for line. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Or, like, Karen saying, uh, it's It's like like I have ESPN or something. something. So good. I used to quote that all the time. Like, this movie is just inherently quotable, which is why, like, it's a travesty that we are skipping over so much of the plot. But honestly, like, you should just watch the movie. If you haven't seen Mean Girls, you're wrong. Just watch the movie. Just go watch it. Riley, you're wrong. (laughs) Uh, One of the ones that I will drop in a conversation casually uh, is, she doesn't even even go go here. here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which just works in so many contexts. Of course, there's also. I wish, I wish that, that I could make a cake, cake made out of rainbows and smiles, and we'd all eat it and be happy. Oh, I just really like. Um, I'm sorry for telling. 
I'm sorry. For, I'm sorry. I laughed at you that time you got diarrhea <laughs> yeah, at, at yeah, Barnes and Noble <laughs> and for telling everybody about it. And, I'm and I guess sorry. I'm sorry, sorry for, for bringing it up now. again now. <laughs> Have you guys seen the musical? I've heard a lot of good things about it. I haven't it. seen I've it heard, yet. I've heard, I've heard a, a lot song, of good things. A couple songs. I was actually reading about it because I wanted to. I think that the only way I would really improve this movie were if Janice did not get together with Kevin Napore at the end because no. it's just so unnecessary. No, he deserves it. He's got that sweet no, rap. No, I mean like <laughs> Kevin Napore. Have you seen him in real life? Now? No, I haven't. It's so hot. It's so weird. He does like chalk. I'm not denying that he does, Kevin like, needs somebody, but he does like I don't chalk know. art in Toronto. Oh and damn! He's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Oh, I think I saw that. Is that the one he does like the signs? Yeah. Like the, and like really sought after. That is pretty cool. He does yeah. some really great art. And he's a babe. Uh, so I totally think that Kevin Nepore is a great character and he should have gotten with somebody. However, I think it would have been better if like, so if you haven't seen this movie, a big part of why Janice is not like Regina is because Regina spread a rumor about Janice being a lesbian. And there is an absolutely iconic line where she tells the story about Janice going to a swimming pool party or not being invited to the said swimming crack. pool party. And now she's on so crack. Maybe like girls in their swimsuits there. <laughs> I, I mean, can't invite a lesbian. There's girls in their swimsuits there. There could be girls there in their bathing suits. And so the whole thing is like, you know, calling her like, you know, slurs about being a lesbian, stuff like that. And I feel like, I know they couldn't, have done it because it was 2004 and we didn't really you know do this kind of stuff in 2004 but it would have just been kind of better if like yeah she is a lesbian it doesn't matter like she does kind of like turn it back on regina like when they're all apologizing for the bad things they've said behind other people's backs gosh i'm so sorry i spent all that time ruining your life i guess it's because i've got a big lesbian (laughs) crush on you yeah but i mean at that time it was kind of like iconic for people to be like it you know um like owning like that kind of comment you know it doesn't mean in some ways people thought it was even more like empowering that a character who might be read as a lesbian is not a lesbian for some reason it happens in a lot of 2000s movies like remember when we watched dodgeball and like the character is not a lesbian she's just bisexual or whatever she's bisexual and... <laughs> she has a girlfriend but she's still gonna i'm like yeah. that's not how bisexuality works you don't get to like yeah kiss it everyone. was a very weird approach to that kind of stuff in the 2000s but in the musical they because i looked it up because i wanted to know more about this character and apparently it's a little bit purposely ambiguous about whether or not janice is straight or gay And the creator said they basically wanted to embrace this ambiguity because it's kind of like the new approach of this new generation is kind of like fluid sexuality and whatever, which is kind of like, "Eh, okay, I mean, like, it's not the worst thing if she just was straight up a lesbian because I mean, like, that would actually be pretty good. But, you know, all right, if that's what you want to do it, then fine. (laughs) But apparently that is something that they kind of like considered, but it's not been like confirmed. It's left up to interpretation, which I think is kind of the coward's way out, but whatever. So, (laughs) but, um, apparently this movie has been, and her character in specific is, is really important to a lot of people who, you know, question their sexuality. So I was kind of reading about it today because I wanted to know what other people thought about it. I thought that was interesting. So. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Shut up now. (laughs) No, you're fine. You're good. You're always good. Yeah. But no, I don't know. I just um, like Kevin Apore. I have that rap memorized. So. (laughs) For for no reason. No. <laughs> for, for the time that you have to do a talent show. For every reason. For all the reasons. 
if you're really worried about like how does the movie end, like yeah, she gets nominated for like Spring Fling Queen and she Everyone's wins. Fine. And she takes the crown and breaks it up into pieces and gives it to all the different nominees. Too many yeah. pieces. Like, like the the amount of crowns she gives out is like yeah. six crowns. And Regina George had been, like we yeah. said, she was hit by a bus. And so she's like, in her recovery, uh, Katie does this narration about what happened next, like every high school movie has to have, right? And she becomes like a lacrosse like person. She like takes out all her rage in lacrosse. And uh, pretty much the plastics break up and everyone's kind of just going back to being like normal people. And it's high school, you know, whatever. It's a, it's actually like... Then they're all going to graduate. I think what's interesting about this movie is like none of the stuff it does is like groundbreaking. Like it's still a high school movie at its core, but the dialogue is so funny and quippy that it's like a solid classic. Yeah, it has remarkable lasting power. Kate, I feel like we hardly heard anything from you. Is there anything else you want to say about this movie? Uh... I don't I don't really have that much more to add. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I always, you know, because I ramble. I'm a steamroller. So. This is the hazard we run into when we're doing subverted tropes. If it's something that I haven't done the research on, but I know about, I'm like, yeah, I know all of these things about it, but it, you talk now. <laughs> yeah, we could just quote the movie for the next, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we been doing that? Yeah, I feel I feel like that's yeah, pretty well what we've been like doing. That's like the whole the whole. I mean, I feel so like far. that's well, the fun of Mean Girls is just saying just saying something and being like, hmm, "It's not going to happen." happen. Stop yeah. trying to make that's it happen. That's the spirit of Stop Mean Girls. That's its lasting legacy yeah. is that it's quotable. Yeah. That's why, like, I know we didn't do our usual plot rundown, but honestly, you just have to watch this movie. It's a it's an imperative part of like understanding the two thousands. I think. Yeah, like yeah, so, get it together, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope we never listen to this. We usually come up <laughs> We usually come up with like a crime based on the movie oh, that we've watched. I got it. I already yeah. got it. You push someone in front of a bus, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> or daydream about pushing someone. That's in not front a crime. Don't Yeah, thought crime. Uh oh. it could be a crime if we lived in 1984. Thought crime. But we don't, don't know. dummy. <laughs> I, the the world We're right now is a little there. bit a little bit too perilous to to say that I think. Listen, <laughs> they can't read my thoughts because everyone would be really disgusted with me at all times if they could, and everyone seems fine with me still. <laughs> so boom, okay. So other Kate, what's a crime that we could do based on Mean Girls that isn't just straight up murdering someone with a bus? <laughs> uh, I having a having a party with a bunch of teenagers and fading them alcohol. Oh. That oh, one's not as fun. Yeah, that's very high. That's school. very high school. Yeah. <laughs> what about um, sabotaging someone's diet? Like, it's not. I think you could probably argue there is kind of a crime there, in that like you know um, you're messing with someone's like nutrition. But I don't think anyone would throw you in jail for it. You'd just be ostracized. You could probably be held liable for damages. Maybe like maybe you could actually count that yeah. as assault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. You know what? This is why we need to grab my husband, the the lawyer dude, and be like, hey, oh my god, it's a great idea. Hold on. I'm go <laughs> hey, Daryl! Winfrey! Is it a crime if you mess with someone's diet? <laughs> he says yes. Oh, dope. <laughs> okay, so everybody, get out there, push someone in front of a bus, give a teenager alcohol, and mess with their diet. And then don't tell anyone we told you to do that. Yeah, don't do any of these things. We're not we're not held liable for this. Yeah, we are not inciting <laughs> violence by saying this. If it's you choose to do something, 
No, yeah, obviously, this is just... If you're hearing this, someone stole this audio. We've been illegally recorded. This is just a conversation among friends. I have been... This is just photoshopped. That's that's a thing. Audio photoshopped? Oh, yeah, my... Actually, if you guys don't know this, I actually um, killed off Kate a while ago, and I'm just... I've been dead for 40 years! I'm just soundboarding her now, so... <laughs> It yeah, was really no. thoughtful Nobody of you to get her for me. I'm Kevin Nepore rap for your soundboard before you murdered her. I know. To know? be fair, it's just a button on the soundboard that just says <laughs> Kevin Nepore rap. She didn't have to she didn't have to put it together. Mm-hmm. I just did it in front of her one day and she recorded it surreptitiously. <laughs> I knew it would come She in was like one, one of these days I'm going to need to listen to this again. so kate let everybody know where they can find your podcast you can find the subverted tropes podcast on podbean stitcher spotify youtube itunes pretty well anywhere you find your your quality podcasting content we are on facebook the subverted tropes podcast we're on twitter and instagram you really can't miss us we're pretty we're pretty all over the place (laughs) and they have a truly very fun podcast i recommend that you listen to it especially if you're into movies because instead of just quoting the whole movie they actually do research so (laughs) yeah like if like if you think about our podcast and then like apply a filter onto it that makes it not suck (laughs) then maybe (laughs) makes it have more structure you'd get something like it's like the it's the valencia filter of podcasts (laughs) i prefer the nashville filter it's my favorite one we're we're it's because you're from from fucking tennessee you're right (laughs) Well, you know where you can find us. We're on Facebook. I guess we are going to hate pretty much everywhere else at Hate Podcast or our website, hatepodcast.com. If you write a review of this podcast and a screen cap. We'll send you a sticker. Okay, yeah, but they got to know how they get it. Oh, well, like, whatever. If you take a a screenshot of your review and email it to guesswhatyourgonnahate at gmail.com, I will send you a sticker. Oh, you have to give me your address, obviously. I'm not just going to know. Yeah, we can't, like, we can't email it to you. (laughs) I could email you a picture of it, be like, this is what you could have gotten if you'd given me your address. (laughs) If you didn't suck. I'm sorry. I'm here to, I'm here to, I'm here to be, like, argumentative. (laughs) And none for Gretchen Wieners. Bye. Bye. (laughs)